0: Didn't realize it would take this long.
1: <laughs> Crafty Radio, episode five hundred six, on April
0: twenty second, twenty twenty three, and welcome to Crafty Radio, where we are going back in time, <laughs> I drinking a bunch of old stuff, stuff that uh, we that was available, the, <laughs> or mostly was available when we started the show.
1: Oh yeah, I guess maybe the Dale's Pale Ale probably wasn't. I mean, close enough, but like maybe only in Lyons, Colorado. But let's start with the probably the first American-made craft beer that we've ever had.
0: Yeah, I mean, it probably wasn't the first craft beer, but it was the first one that like became the the big one, like the the one that was in the public consciousness.
1: Like to open it with your new bottle opener that you created, Ms. Bear.
2: Why, sure. One moment. Don't break it. <laughs> Samuel
1: Adams that. Boston Lager. That opened it's with amazing. a bottle opener at the Chin and Blacksmith this morning.
0: It's pretty cool. Made out of a railroad spike into a bottle opener. Wish you guys could see this thing because it's cool. It's hefty it's and a, heavy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> It's, it's dense. Uh, and like, yeah, you don't want to like swing that around like haphazardly because you'll just break a bottle if you do.
2: (laughs) I feel like this would be a really good thing to carry around with you if you were needing to protect yourself. Mm Mm
0: hmm. That could get some serious blunt force trauma on somebody
1: Mm -hmm. big time. All right, I'm trying to see. They have the like notch of date things on their label, but apparently they forgot to notch or date this <laughs> label. Mm-hmm.
0: Here. Is there nothing on it? I mean,
1: there's it's the old school where you just kind of like take a saw past the whole stack of labels and knock out all <laughs> the July's.
0: May 2023.
2: 20, oh,
1: okay.
2: okay. Yeah. little tiny one.
0: Okay. Well, yeah. this is. I mean it's I guess that's oh
1: no, there there's a notch on may
0: because, because we're in buys. we're in April, so
1: yeah. yeah, it's best by May, all right, so Samuel that's Adams, so Boston lager is uh, a beer that's been around since the late eighties and available in the East Coast, like the Pittsburgh area ever since we've been old enough to drink, yeah, uh, Shannon wasn't in Pittsburgh in. Mm-hmm. And she was old enough to drink. But but. I, th- I,
0: I mean, you could get this almost nationwide. Like, and, and you could go into lots of bars, even like... like There weren't craft beer bars, very many of them. No. There, you would occasionally find something. But you could go into almost any bar and get this.
1: Yeah. Uh, it might have been more prevalent here in Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh Brewing Company did contract brew for them. Okay. For a period of time there before they opened their big brewery in Cincinnati. Uh, so maybe... We got Sam Adams a little bit more they thoroughly A little bit of regional bias than, is what yeah, you're saying? Yeah. yeah. All right. So it's called Boston Lager. Um, by my book, I would call it a Vienna Lager, which is a multi-beer that has um, kind of a bready type front note. Uh, there's some hoppiness here. Oh, the reason I'm getting more into the beers is because Shannon mentioned this past week that she kind of wants to like taste beers and evaluate and oh. kind of put her palate to work. <laughs> so we're going to... Since we're doing old beers, we're going to do old it's, school. We're going yeah, to this do is a good way. way
0: to get into okay. Like, what are what? What is the beer made of? Beyond you know, obviously it's water, hops, and and malt, and yeah. So stuff, I don't
1: know what that means for the future format of the show, but Shannon asked, so we're going to do an old style show for. It, as
0: we said, we're still figuring things out there. So you know, we're
2: just having fun. Yeah, exactly.
1: All right. So the the beer pours a amber. It's not quite brown or dark, but it's a amber. If you hold it up to the light, it has some golden highlights to it. The head, we poured a 12 ounce bottle three ways. So the wispy head is kind of down to just a ring now. Crystal clear or close to crystal clear. There's a little bit of a haze on mine, but I think I had the bottom part of the
0: bottle. Mm. I'm mostly getting the, the malt off of this. It, it's It smells like a Pills Nourish malt. Um so it, it it's so how would i describe that so okay so i uh, it's a little bready but it's also got a little bit of sort of a fresh barley thing going on mm-hmm. um trying to give you words that that are more descriptive than just like mm-hmm. if you go to a barley field you'll understand but that's that's not very helpful
1: uh for me the aroma has kind of um almost like a honey bread type aroma. Okay. Um, a little bit of white bread crust, kind of like. Yeah. like Almost like when you open that loaf of bread, or more so like what you think you smell when you're tasting a bite that's mostly the crust of white bread.
0: And you know, and like you know what? A little bagel. A little bagel.
2: A little bagel? Mm-hmm.
1: Now, the smell of this, I mean, it. it's funny. So... Back in the day when Greg and I were getting into craft beers, we were had an affinity towards ales. Uh, we didn't really like lagers. We were trying, and we had to we had to train our palates to appreciate lager flavors. And I remember Sam Adams clearly tasting like pennies. Yeah. and Like, yeah, you know, like a handful of dirty pennies, and not being able to pick out kind of the noble hops and the malt flavor and things like that. And I'm smelling this, and I'm like. Yeah, Vienna Lager, like bring it, let's go.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I just had coffee.
1: <laughs> How that treat? How's that treating the beer?
0: It actually makes it come alive. Does it? Because yeah. th- these are not flavors are in the coffee at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so it's really bursting with a lot of flavor. Okay. A-, a lot of that bread crust that you talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, um, distinctively malty in that sense the 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 thing you're talking about with the sort of pennies thing that's sort of that noble hop thing mm-hmm. we used to call a twang right yeah. and it's kind of it's I think what it is it, it's, it's a kind of almost acidity that's riding alongside the malt. It's sort of like riding on top of it and almost can taste metallic if you are in that kind of mindset.
1: Yeah I find that uh, and I was planning on saying this even without your recent direction, but they're aligned, right? It's like the the hops on this aren't forward and pungent. They're a little spicy, a little herbal, but I think the main thing they're giving me is they're giving me a drying finish on the beer. So it kind of cleans off your palate at the end and gets you ready for the next sip.
0: Mm-hmm. It really is really well balanced. Like, it's it's got flavor that sticks around, but it doesn't overwhelm. It's, it's
1: crazy. It's just one of those beers that, you know, I would think of as a shelf turd that mm-hmm. I won't buy, don't consider buying. And then we bring it on the show because we're doing a thing. And it's like, that's pretty much what I want in a Vienna Lager. <laughs> yeah. You know? That's So it's like, it kind of highlights your hypocrisy or
0: like your bias, you know? I mean, if you had like a case of this, you'd get bored with. It. I think is is the thing. And like when it's the only beer that's available anywhere, you're you're gonna get sick of it if that's the only thing you're drinking. So I get it where you know you shove in the back of your mind and say, no. But like how often do you go to a bar and like, you know what, I'll I'll just get the Sam Adams and recognize that you're gonna get a pretty quality beer, mm-hmm. assuming that at, as long at, at as the, the lights are fresh, been yeah, cleaned
1: yeah. and the glasses are clean yeah, and yeah, not definitely. frozen. So that like thing is like Five times out of six when you get a Sam Adams at your normal bar where Sam Adams is one of the best things they have. Is <laughs> yeah. You're drinking a dirty Sam Adams. Hopefully they have it in the bottle.
0: And yeah. usually they And seven. they treated the bottle well, too, which is also something you can't necessarily yeah. be sure of. This was, all of these were from um, Market District, Giant Eagle, which is our local grocery store, the, the high-end version of our local grocery store. And- so I, because if I went to the, the place where I get beers from, I don't think I would have been able to find a lot of shelf turds. Mm-hmm. Um, or I would have had to buy like a couple six packs of shelf turds. <laughs> yeah. Which I didn't want to do. But Giant Eagle does have this thing where they have, it's basically uh, uh, pick, a, pick a pack shelf turds. That's really what they should call it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, do you have anything to say about the beer? No. I, I but, like them. Okay. I, I mean, yeah,
2: it's, this is what I would go to if I was at the bar and everything else was Coors Light and Miller Light and Pabst Blue Ribbon and crap like that. I'd be like, yeah, I want the Sam Adams. Also, I, I said this on the show last time, too. What were we drinking? Was it a Ying? No, it was a Corona. We oh, a Corona. we did have that yes. Corona last yeah. time. And yeah. I said, that's something that I like to drink when I'm mowing the yard, you know, at the end of the the day Mm -hmm. this is also something that i could see myself keeping in the fridge and just having one of cracking one of these open when i'm done mowing the yard you know i
0: could see that with the exception of like if i'm at a bar and it's kind of like late at night and i'm hanging out with people but i don't want to go crazy on on beer i would probably get like a miller light or something just to sort of extend that because it almost tastes like nothing and what what is there is fine this has a little bit more flavor to it, and you'd notice it more. So in some sense, this can stand up to food more. Mm. Like, you could you could eat something with this and still experience the beer, whereas Miller Lite, you're not—it mm-hmm. it's just turns into water at that point.
2: Mm-hmm. I do taste the bread crust.
0: Cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Pretty good. Pretty good way to start, because mm-hmm. that was—yeah. yeah
1: one thing you mentioned is going to, like, your local beer stores and stuff. People may remember that here in Pennsylvania we have a uh, messed up of oh, your music. There
0: you go. Just in case I have, yeah. I have a need for a sound. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: people might remember, you know, Pennsylvania has these, had these messed up beer laws, right? Where you couldn't get – the only place you could get six packs or less is at a tavern. And then you ha- if you went to the – what we call a distributor, which isn't a wholesaler, but a retail establishment that sells beer, you couldn't buy less than a case Uh, or 12 bottles of 25 ounce beers was like the smallest thing you could buy. And uh, the laws have totally changed in the last 20 years. And uh, it's, it's so weird. I haven't been into a beer distributor in years, so probably since before COVID. And uh, we had to go this past week to get some uh, stuff for work. And, it's just a different thing. It's all six packs yeah. and 12 packs, and there's hardly any 12 packs. And then half the 12 packs are IPA variety cases, where there are just different varieties of IPA. It's like, I almost, this is how like stuck in my ways I am, I guess. I miss the old beer distributor, which I can't believe I'm saying. <laughs> you don't actually. No. You don't actually. When you're trying to buy 12 cases of beer for an event, it these new beer distributors kind of suck. But... Not everyone's buying 12 cases of beer, so. Yeah. But then, also, I have such an expectation of fresh beer that I look in a beer distributor of all those six-packs sitting at room temperature in a non-air-conditioned warehouse and, like, mm. Especially in the summer. Oof. 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 That's
0: gotta That's got to drive you up.
1: All right. Well, let's move on to the next great-granddaddy of craft beer. While
0: we're moving on, I would like to bring up something from last week, which I think I should get, point out that was an amazing segue <laughs> um last week we so subtle we had a secret word if you listen to the whole thing and the the person who got to it first uh would get a prize that you guys would work on at proto haven do you remember this yeah so well,
1: shannon, shannon put her uh her skill's on the line, so she's going to have to come up. I with mean, may, maybe
0: maybe you could send them a, a, a railroad spike. there we go. Uh, Ready-made. A bottle hand opener. Hand-made by I Shannon. Mean, it, 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 it's a little heavy.
2: Yeah, it would cost a lot to ship.
0: But, uh, <laughs> hey, you know, you're worth it.
2: Eric? Eric does <laughs> yeah. to
0: sound like Eric was <laughs> dubbed in after the show. Like, AV. A- a- I, I had to look on here to make sure. Because <laughs> technically... so So technically... As we expected, Greg was first in, but he did say he he um, he said give it to the next person. And next person was Eric. Eric, congratulations! Uh, I think I I think I did send you something, but um, we will send you another thing and say ask for your address so you can get something. But you may also want to repair a second thing because we did a we did a post show. Which sounded re- weird at first, and then it turned into something different. So, if you couldn't get past like the first couple minutes because we were playing with the soundboard, you can, you know, cut like ten minutes in, and and, and if you care about that stuff. But there was a second code word, mm-hmm. and uh, Justin, Justin got that. So maybe we should also reply to Justin
2: yeah. and
0: and get him something too. So oh, he's in Australia,
1: so we'll just send him a postcard. Yeah, so that that'll be harder.
0: <laughs> that'll be harder for you. But a, a postcard with a kangaroo on the front. I mean, maybe a maybe a laser printed postcard or something. Yeah. Like you could something. do something or
2: mm-hmm.
0: something cool like that. That's
2: an idea. All yeah. right,
0: beer number two, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Oh, okay.
2: All right.
1: So this beer was first made in 1980. This is the oldest craft brewery that's still in existence. There, you know, like there was like prototypical like these guys doing things like um, New Albion which closed up but um, Sierra Nevada 1980 started doing a pale ale which was an English style of beer that was hoppier than the things that were available here this this beer used to be considered a hoppy beer so I don't know Hmm. if you've tasted it yet but so the aroma on this one it's also in in modern palate it also smells really malty to me (laughs) Um There's a little more kind of spiciness or maybe a bit of pininess on the nose. But I think I'm only picking that up because I'm looking for like hops, like, you know, Cascade Centennial Chinook kind of aromas.
0: So I forget who it was who owned Sierra Nevada at the time and started this. But yeah, this was nineteen eighty. When when this thing
1: w- was being made, and yeah, you got to stay on your new mic there, Greg. It dips out really. It quickly. does. If,
0: if I turn around, so that, so I got this new mic. I got this this sure mic, and it, it's it's an awesome mic. It sounds great. If I move it, it doesn't pick up the the sound. I mean, it's it it really is a fantastic microphone. But it's not the like premium sure one. It's <laughs> it's a it's a discount sure which still with two hundred fifty bucks as opposed to four hundred. Um, but I have to kind of be directly into it and I can be a little bit further away it can kind of pick me up but not so much and if I turn around no, it kind of loses yeah tries to give Shannon some eye contact and he Mm -hmm. sounds like sounds like I'm fading him out yeah so maybe I should move up turn myself a little bit like this so I can sort of be around both you there There we go so pale ale is the style 5.6% alcohol by volume 38 IBUs yes I looked it up back to (laughs) back to stuff I used to do in the show but yeah, the, so yeah, I mean, this was way back when no one in America was doing this. Maybe a microbrewery or, or like people were doing this for homebrew, but no one was doing this for like commercial stuff. Ken
1: Grossman. What's Ken Grossman. Started the brewery. Yeah, so the aroma is...
2: Grapefruit.
1: Oh, you're actually getting like citruses? That's weird. You're, you're supposed but to, I, but I'm I having am. a hard time pulling it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's funny to imagine getting this beer back when there was nothing else out there. And this would have smelled like ridiculously hoppy. And to us, it just (laughs) smells like, okay, there's a little bit of like a,
1: you know what the flavor, It still is fresh enough that there's still a good hop flavor to it. It's kind Mm -hmm. of like a candy grapefruit. Like Shannon said, Uh, it is, if you're not sitting in a quiet room focusing on it, you're gonna miss it. You know, any loud noise will take away from yeah. this beer. That's how subtle it is.
0: Mm-hmm. It, it it actually kind of is similar to Boston Lager in some sense. I think that the the malt bill is probably pretty similar. Um Pro- probably not. This is probably mostly pale
1: malt, pale, oh, know, yeah, yes, that's and a good point. And some caramel and the Boston lager is probably some pale malt, some pilsner malt, and definitely Vienna malt. So. All right, I, I stand corrected. So Vienna Malt would give you more of that kind of bread crust in less caramelly-type flavors.
0: So, but this is Cascade all the way. This is the mm-hmm. Cascade hop. This yeah. was kind of, this is the beer that sort of made the Cascade hop. And it's, you can really tell it's a very early hop. Mm. It It doesn't have the kind of expressiveness that the hop varieties we're used to now have where there are all types of fruitiness and they can be they can be wild and, and and bloomy or they can be really dank and uh, they can have all this dimensionality to them. And this is more, I think we're going to get more of this in uh, 90 minute too, because I think that's almost all Cascade mm-hmm. Hops, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, this is just like fruity, a yeah, grapefruity kind of pithy a bit, a little rindy, but, you know, just it, it kind of keeps that note and that's kind of – doesn't really go in, in too many directions. But at the same time, this was a revolutionary one. It it,
1: it's out. so interesting. I've had this, you know, in the past few years and it just – was boring, right? But mm-hmm. now that we're in this mindset of evaluating the beers, mm-hmm. it tastes better, you know. It's like <laughs> uh, I'm enjoying it, you know. It's kind of a bit archaeology going back into time and, like, tasting yeah. these beers. But, I mean, this one is – fresh and it uh, like because it's like i said because it's quiet here and my focus is on it that uh i'm enjoying the malt with that
0: kind of candy grapefruit flavor quite a bit it's a similar psychology to when you do the blind stuff where you don't know what it is and you don't have any of that preconception going in Mm -hmm. so you're forced to kind of just analyze it in situ and you 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 taste things that you never would otherwise. But also, sometimes you also get on, like, the
1: wrong track. And you yeah. convince yourself you're tasting something. And you're know it's and you
0: wildly off. Yeah. It, it's funny how often that happens. Especially if you're truly blind. Mm-hmm. Like, if you can't even see it. Mm-hmm. Which we've done before. And it was... That was fun. We wore blindfolds while we tasted it.
2: Oh, we should do that. Yeah. We need to get somebody we else, though. To,
0: we need to get somebody who will uh, agree to...
2: Do the the, pores. Do the
0: pores and (laughs) um and get the glasses out for us.
2: We could probably arrange that. Yeah. Maybe even a listener.
0: (laughs) Hey, (laughs) you want to take a get a flight to Pittsburgh, or if you're in the Pittsburgh area. (laughs) You got Nate Stimmel right down the road. So hell. But but also, I mean what we could do. Okay, so if, if you wanted to do that, we could do that, but you. All, but one of us would have to, yeah, come out every every time so that that person could also participate. paint. So, yeah, we could rotate
1: through as rotate. the as the host for mm-hmm. a blind round. That, totally, yeah, that would be fun.
0: Mm-mm. Yes, sir. Sorry, I just thought I just had this thought <laughs> because now because since we're brainstorming the idea, <laughs> we could eat. Each of us would bring something without telling the other people
2: mm, so that yes.
0: we would blind the other people as to what it was. Maybe two. And that way we could like do like, yeah, we could really blind ourselves. We have no idea what it is and they'd, you need pour your own. I like it. Yeah. That'd be fun. Make Chalk that up too.
1: Yeah. Now that we get, we get the experiments going on, um, I really like the idea of triangle tests, right? Where you have like, it, it'd be hard with different labels of beer, but like two two fresh versions of a beer and an older version of the beer, and you drink them and you try to figure out which one's different oh. from the other two. So that's a triangle test, you know. So you could do things like that.
0: I like to think I'd be good at that. Just the, the my like my brain tells me, yeah, you'd probably nail that. I I don't know whether that's true or not. Yeah, I, I'm probably way more overconfident than I should be. But my brain tells me you've got you've got the palate to to knock that one out of the park. Mm-hmm. But I but I could be completely wrong. And it'd be fun to test it.
2: I would like to test it. Yeah, like we I'm watch pretty certain that I would be able to pick it out.
0: We watch a
1: show on YouTube called Whiskey Tribe. We might have mentioned them in previous the previous couple of shows that we've done. It's they own a distillery in Austin, Texas. Their YouTube channel is a bunch of different formats of shows, and they'll do some blind tastings of different things that they make and stuff like and then other things as well but they've never done a a triangle test and a lot some of the formats of the show they do i think would be really suited to that because they were like artificially aging whiskey right so they had two bourbons Mm -hmm. that were in their big barrels and then they but they tasted it they tasted it blind not knowing which one was which and they're like i think this one's i think that one's you know but if you did it where like which one's different Mm-hmm. Then there's no more. I think so you just yeah. make a bet. You know, you make you stake it. You know, so. All right. So this one is <laughs> yeah. the uh,
0: first canned craft beer in the world. So you've often told the story. I'm going to tell the story this time. Okay, go because because Jeff often does it, and he's got it down. But I'm going to try to see if I can do a version of the story. We were at what? Do you remember what the um, shop was called? It was at D's. D's,
1: okay. D's Six Packs and Dogs in Region Square, Pennsylvania. They were the OG beer seller. OG beer. These nuts. These nuts. Uh, The OG beer seller here in town. First, like boasting like a thousand different labels of beer, like when that was unheard of. You know, I drive 45 minutes to go there, kind of thing.
2: And they're still there.
1: Yeah, they are. Yeah they still
0: sell hot dogs? Oh, yes. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: Still do the same thing they used to do, like to a T.
0: Well, so at the time on the show, we had been talking about this new thing that's coming around, which is craft brewers using cans uh, because everything was in bottles back then. And the idea of because cans just was representative of shitty beer. beer. And so we had been talking for, I don't know, maybe a couple weeks, um, if not maybe months about. Finding. I knew the wholesaler was bringing it into town.
1: You know, because Vicini picked up Dale's Pale Ale. See, I, I had no idea. Okay.
0: But I just remember we we went to Diaz to look for stuff. And we had gone like, you know, you do a couple laps in that, in that whole area. And on one of the laps around, I saw in the corner these cans that caught my eye. And I said, hey, isn't that one of those things that we were talking about with the cans? Mm-hmm. And Jeff was like... I, I hadn't you know, Jeff had been to this place more than I had and he had never seen those at all I, well no
1: I had looked that shelf up and down twice in our laps and I just had this bias where if it was in a can I just skipped fast forward to the next thing <laughs> right so I didn't even get it past my like vision center it yeah no actually... your
0: brain just was like okay not not important unimportant yep. information Yep.
1: yeah but yeah Greg picked it out so they started out uh, with a, f- a tabletop canning system, like it would fit on this table and can four cans of beer at a time.
0: 6.5% alcohol by volume. Uh, and the SRM, remember this? Mm-hmm. The SRM is 8.5. That's the color scale. Oh, The so color.
1: The higher the number, the darker yes. it is. Mm. So like stouts are like in the 90s, 100s, something like that. Rome on this one is significantly more hoppy than this year in Nevada. Yes. But there's still that big kind of candied malt flavor in there as well. It's kind of
0: juicy and sweet.
2: Yeah.
0: And a lot of this was before hops could stand on their own. They would if you if you overdid hops, you would just get this kind of like like acridness. Uh now we have much more. Uh, hops I think that can be bolder without like going overboard and you don't have to have a huge malt bill just to pump up the sweetness to, to overcome the bitterness that you'd get. But at this point, all, all you really had was just throw a lot of sugar at it. Mm-hmm.
2: Significantly different than the last two.
0: Yeah. I may
1: be picking these beers in order for mm-hmm. kind of a progression. So maybe, maybe not. Maybe. (laughs) Might be, there's a chance, there's a small chance that I'm, I'm curating the progression of the beers for you.
0: So, um, I remember about four months ago, I'm trying to picture in my mind when it was, but I was at home really high and I was drinking some (laughs) beer and I was thinking about how we used to have this thing way, way back on the show, uh, this term, which is a terrible term. Um, (laughs) That we call when it was it was a combination of of the hops and the malt, and it would be something that we called the time man candy. Terrible term. The idea was candy for men, right? It, it was it was just stupid in in every possible way. Where the
1: the hop flavor was juicy and intense, and there was a sweetness. Mm-hmm. A lot of what you're getting in here. turned
2: right.
0: Turn this up to eleven. Yeah. So this is not what we would have described as that. But I, the thing was. I was really high, and I came up with a much better name for it, and I have okay. no idea what that was now. But I do remember being like, oh, it would, be, it would be so much better if we called it blah, blah, blah. And it would make so much more sense. You're just going to have to get even more high. And yeah, I'm just right. going to have to get high again. to, to write it back. down this time. Yeah, yeah. Although I've written down stuff and I'm high and come back to it and be like, what is this nonsense? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so
1: again, this one has... You know, no objectionable corners. Things like I would think that like boring beer that might be shelf turds would have. I think this one has kind of the nice rounded malt. You don't like it? Yeah, I think that we're
0: we're kind of of a different opinion. Uh, I like it. This is.
1: Let um, Let me taste yours. Make sure there's no can stratification.
0: This is just kind of a little. It's overboard. It 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 reminds me, and I couldn't find any arrogant bastard. I wanted to, but it reminds me of like on that road there. I, I think that as, as much as they try, the bitterness is uh, not well-balanced here. Okay. Um, I think that it, it's kind of overboard in the bitterness. Is this one <sighs> a little sweeter? No?
2: I just... I mean, it smells sweeter than it tastes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't like it.
1: For some reason, I, I find that there's enough sweetness on the backbone to kind of balance out the hops.
0: Uh But... There's a dankiness here. I mean, it was certainly novel at the time, but and I don't find this very enjoyable. I wouldn't drink this,
2: and I wouldn't even consider it a dank. I don't know what it is about this, but I just <sighs> so
0: it's sulfury, um, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of that kind of a, a whiff of rotten egg in there, and chalky. There's a little chalkiness to it too.
2: No, I would definitely just leave this sitting at the bar. Yeah. I would throw it out. It, mm-mm. Nope.
1: I guess I just love everything now. No, I was expecting like chalkiness in some of these. I don't need to finish again. All
2: right, I'm going to go pour, you pour mine out. Oh, my eggs out too? too. Thank
0: you. Drain pour. <laughs> 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 Jeff has his own soundboard, so we have competing soundboards. <laughs> See, I think that I would do... A,
1: I haven't loaded anything but the defaults on here. Uh Oh. It's only like five.
0: Yeah, Jeff doesn't have as many buttons as I have. I mean, I have a whole computer, so I could have thousands. Thousands of buttons. I think I can have nine pages of these things, though.
1: So... Nine times eight. So
0: yeah, okay. Well, that's seventy-two. So you're going to see it at a time. So you, okay. <laughs> like, Hold on a
1: second. Yeah. Let me find
2: the Thank really you. good one.
0: We have classy coasters too.
2: We do. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: they are paper towels because people can't see. So I have to I have to give the radio description.
2: Well, I could go get the good ones. No,
0: no, no. I actually like these more.
1: All right. So next on our flight of old school. We're up to an IPA now,
0: from Bell's Brewing Company, Two Hearted IPA. So this is a little bit later, I think, in terms of of time period. This I don't believe this was around when we started. Uh, Bell's was around. Bell's was but it was Two Hearted around? Pretty sure. Almost certain. Let's see. I want to know. I want to know too. Um, don't see anything on their site about it. Let's see. Let me. Uh, maybe I'll ask chat GPT, but first I'll do a Google search. Well, I screwed
1: that up. I rinsed my glass out, and uh, some ice cubes went into my glass.
2: <laughs> oh. And
1: uh. I was pouring the beer onto the ice cubes before I realized uh, <laughs> what Uh-oh. I was
0: doing. So I bet you it tastes cold. 1997. So yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Hmm. In
0: 2003 is when it became a year-round offering.
2: What we're
1: still the, doing the show Dales? then.
0: Yeah, 2005 is when we started, yeah. right?
1: Dale's was the only one that might not have been made in 2005, but I think it's probably likely that it was at least a. It might it probably wasn't canned in 2005. It was probably made at the brew pub in Colorado, but I don't know.
0: Uh, 2002. Okay. Every one of these beers predates our mm-hmm. show.
1: That's pretty awesome. Good picking. And you grabbed like another like whole six pack that are probably all in the same boat too.
0: Yeah, no, because I figured I didn't know what we were going to do on the mm-hmm. show and I wanted to get a, a variety. And so there's stuff and, you know, who knows, maybe we'll we'll drink some more. I think oh, we need I need to go in the fridge. will. We usually do drink more. It's Shannon's fault. Yeah. <laughs> wait, <laughs> what? Well, Nothing. Wait. What? <laughs> right. 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 I didn't say anything. I mean, we maybe we, may, we may do some singing later. I'm we're just
1: saying, when before you joined the show, we were very disciplined and we drank six beers and we.
0: That's <laughs> not true. That's not true. No, we we, oh, we oh, often oh, oh, drank oh, oh, oh. stuff stuff in the in the post show, but but we didn't. Yeah. We didn't overkill because I had to drive home and I wasn't usually going to be hanging around singing karaoke. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: yeah, still shattered soul. <laughs> <laughs> Blame it all on
2: me. Yeah.
0: Not all of it. Just the bad parts. So this iconic beer is a a trout on it, I think that's what it's on there. Right? It's um it's a, bass. A, it's a trout. It's a trout. There's
1: yeah. a there's a um, a short story from who's the famous author who Hemingway. There's a Hemingway short story. Right. About to two hearted something. Fishing. Trout fishing in
0: Michigan, I would assume. Oh, you know what I was it, weird thing is I was thinking of when you said too hard, I was thinking of uh, the Pale Heart. Poe? Well, uh, Poe, po, yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That, that's our, our after show beer or, or maybe the last beer of the night. Who knows? We'll see. All right. We'll, so, we'll, we'll saving it for a surprise for you listeners because we don't yeah. do show notes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got time for that shit. Um,
1: too hard IP, I believe, is Centennial. I think it's like all Centennial. For this one, if I remember right, that's that's going from some old memories. Yes, one hundred percent centennial hops. You are correct. I should go on beer Jeopardy.
0: You should. Yeah, do they have it? that that popular they, show? They beer actually
1: Jeopardy. did have. They had beer drinker of the year at Wing coop Brewing. And, oh right, and part of it, it was this big old Olympics of beer knowledge and stuff, and they had a Jeopardy game,
0: and one so, of the winners was a fan of our show. Yeah. Really? Or at least a listener. I don't know how much it goes. <laughs> if he was really a fan <laughs> or he
1: merely tolerated it. Yeah. Right <laughs> Cheers to Tom Schmidlin.
0: Cheers. Cheers, <laughs> Tom. Cheers.
1: Who uh, work, runs Postdoc Brewing out in uh, Redmond now. Mm. Have you ever been to Postdoc? Did we go? Did you Did go? Did we go? I Did I go? I, went. I don't know. I went the time I was out there by myself and walked through the park in the rain. Hmm. You might
0: not have gone. No. Nope. Next time. So I have some Missed that
2: place.
0: Some numbers here that uh, are are essentially meaningless to most people, including us. But I'll put them out anyway. Uh, <laughs> Sixty IBUs. IBUs are international bitterness units. Oh. So the higher, the more bitter. All right. Uh And so generally, payloads are going to be a lot more bitter than say until until they've like added hops that mess with the whole. Yes. Scale. Yeah. Yeah. Um, original gravity. So water has original gravity of one. This is original gravity of one point zero six five, which is basically how many sugars I think are dissolved in there. Isn't that yeah, roughly what it, it's talking it's about? It's the density, so dissolved yeah. dissolved
1: dissolve solids. Mm-hmm. Um, so including sugars and other things. Uh, it for for people who put the time in to pay attention numbers, and if you're a home brewer you almost by necessity have to, but that number doesn't give you the whole picture of like alcohol, but it does give you kind of like if that's the finish line you can presume the starting point and you can also kind of know what the body's going to be based on that number so things like that if you have enough experience with the gravity numbers
0: that that makes sense and also i think if you if you're trying to like make a if you're brewing a copy of this at home mm-hmm. you kind of want to try to nail that original gravity as much as possible yeah
1: cuz like a 65 is going to ferment down to probably like a 20 oh, or something like that 1020 zero,
0: zero. Uh, 1018 somewhere in there so the carbs on this, uh-huh, and the I calories. The calories on a, uh, this. It, this would be a full one, so we've only doing a third, right? Calories two hundred twelve, carbs sixteen point seven, which makes sense. I mean, this, this is this is sugar water. Mm-hmm. This is not like a coke. Right? A coke is going to be what thirty, <laughs> like that? Maybe I think maybe fifty. Because like that's like a half cup of sugar mm-hmm. in, in a coke, mm-hmm. um, but this is still not like. It's it's got carbs. Mm-hmm. You're gonna if you're drinking beer, you're you're drinking cereal water. Yeah. Yep. The aroma on this guy, it the progression that we
1: have so far is definitely like building upon the same theme. You get more of that pale row pale two row, caramel malts, and then the hops on this one are centennial. So they're a little more um how do I wanna describe those? I guess a little more orange pith. Yeah. A orange, lot more orange pith. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: See, I was gonna say green apple.
0: The green apple is interesting because green apple is usually a, a sign that something has gone bad. It's usually what what is the? I want to say it's not acetic acid—that's vinegar. But I know that there's a it's, there's a type uh, of spoiling. That it's, it's yeah
1: it's um oh boy, I haven't done my stuff. The,
0: the funny that. thing is when we were at Budweiser and we were doing the, uh, we were in there like their. Uh, big room where they do kind of triangle testing of, of a sort. Mm-hmm. Uh they were talking about what, what is the The Molson? No, no, no. This is the Bex, right? Where Bex has a little bit of that green apple as part of its profile. Like they they literally mm-hmm. spoil it a bit in mm-hmm. order for that to be the profile of the beer. It was interesting to hear that like just coming mm-hmm. straight from the horse's mouth. Wow. As it were. The Clydesdale told it to us.
1: So what do you guys think? To me, this
0: tastes a lot like the last one. Yeah. <laughs> it has... It's sweeter, though. Is it? It's sweeter. It doesn't... Ha- it, it's more... Especially with that Centennial, it's a different mm-hmm. hit. Uh, it's not as sulfury.
2: No. It's... More tolerable. Mm-hmm. Still not my style of beer. It It's still got some... Yeah, it, it's...
0: It's very one-dimensional, right? There's really not much to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. It's just got, okay, here's your... But it's got a lot of nice sweetness to it. I, I do think that it's, it's sweet in a way that is fulfilling. But the hops, you know, I mean, you, there's, there's so many ways you can be more like expressive these days mm-hmm. that it just feels kind of boring. In a way that Boston Lager didn't. Yeah. Which is weird.
2: Yeah. I still And, Sierra, and, pa- and Sierra Nevada this...
0: didn't either the
2: Boston Lager is my favorite so far
1: You should uh, You know what would have been fun you just, do, you, do you know that Fat Tire reformulated
0: No but I, I did, did see, see the I, I, I was going to get Fat Tire As a possibility
1: you, you should, That would have been cool if you got one Because it's not the Belgian Pale Ale anymore What is it? It's like a golden ale
0: Okay well hey I never liked Fat Tire Yeah so, who knows? Yeah, so, because
1: I, I, I figured you'd seen it, because it's, it's everywhere, then you can, and... Um, this was a bottle. Oh, really? Yeah. That I saw. Okay. Was it, like, the white label with the... No. Green? Oh, maybe it was still the old... Well,
0: you found some, like, some real shelf turd then. No, no, because it looked like a newer bottle. Search. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, I, could be just, I could be mixing things up in my head, right, because I, I didn't... Yeah, look them up. You'll see the yeah, new logo. okay, But no, I did not hear about this new. This is what I saw. Oh, Okay, which is looks like that. Oh, oh, oh you that clicked away. away.
1: Nope, that's not it. Okay, no. but that's what I saw. Okay, no, that's the old one. That's still the Belgian pale ale. No, search again. You'll find it. <laughs> it's it's. A I just
0: did fat tire bottle. I mean, no, they don't bottle it. It's cans. Oh. All right, fat tire can. Let's see.
1: It's not I, the blue can. It's the okay. White I, I one with the okay. So mountain. they the,
0: yeah, all these are there, one. but then it's, we finally get that like yeah, a couple of these. So I I may have seen those and probably my brain skipped those. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So they they totally like uh, rebooted fat tire because it was like the for Sierra Nevada or New Belgium. The Voodoo Ranger line of their IPAs is like skyrocketing, and like it's their like if you add up all the Voodoo Rangers, it's like a huge percentage of one year. And Fat Tire has just falling off a cliff, mm-hmm. so they had to reboot Fat Tire. So now it's classic
0: ale. I remember we first tried Fat Tire, and I was like, "This sucks." And then, then there was I forget what which, which show it was. It was James Spencer? From James Mexico. Spencer, who. Fine, fine guy. Like I don't want to insult. Like as, as a person, no problem. But, oh, but maybe no. I don't. Okay. I don't think it was James because it, it was. It was a guy who's like the beer whisperer or something. That was how he uh. did his show. And and he did this little skit where some woman walked into a bar. Oh, that. Oh, and, oh,
1: that one. Oh my god.
0: Which and again, I don't want to like make fun. Like I'm sure the guy is a fine person and everything. But it was so cringe that I made my own little parody with Jeff. I wrote it up and I was like, okay, we're going to make a parody. And, and we just, we took the lines from, um, from James, from, from not James, whatever whoever this guy yeah. was and then cut in me as the person who was coming in to the bar uh-huh. and made it a whole different scene. Uh, <laughs> where this guy was like, and, and yeah, the God, I, I wish we could find that cause it was, no,
1: I was thinking about the when we actually finally got fat tire on the show after years and years of it being out West, and we drank it, and we were like so sorely disappointed and confused. Mm-hmm. Like, how is this a Belgian ale? We don't understand. But and we got an email from James saying, "Yeah, it's it tastes like dirt to me too."
0: <laughs> the reason why I'm mentioning is, is because in that skit, like the woman comes into the bar and and I think she's confused about what to, or, or she orders something like a, a Guinness, and then he he speaks up and says, "No, no, instead of that, have this one, this fat tire and." And she's like blown away by it, and or, or, or no, I I suggested just drink the Guinness because it was because yes. <laughs> I, I, it was something like that, but Fat Tire wasn't involved in there. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, being like, that Fat Tire, no, that, that's disgusting. Did just just get the Guinness, it'd be fine. <laughs> because we and we were not like huge fans of Guinness, but it was just like it's better than Fat Tire. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, it absolutely is all day every day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, our next from Dogfish Head. We did this beer on our very first show. Wow.
2: Very first show. Very
0: first
1: show, episode 0.9. This is also on June 5th, 2005.
0: It's also the beer that inspired um this episode in some way because and maybe some of coming back to doing the show in the first place. Mm-hmm. Cuz over Christmas I got one of these in a little pack for, you know, as a gift and I I talked you guys through me drinking this because I was like, I gotta talk about this to somebody. <laughs> and I messaged you guys about this. I was like, okay, I'm gonna do my review of, of 90 minute. And uh mm-hmm. I won't go over that again, but we'll yeah. we'll do this now. So this is interesting. Um I'm not sure how much
1: you remember the So look at the label, describe the label to the listeners.
0: Okay, so God, I was gonna say superhero, but then then i now it looks like more like a wrestler who has his teeth knocked in and he's, he's as a or, or a rugby the rugby Here, guy has his look teeth he, knocked look in. at
1: that part over there
0: okay so it is rugby oh. or foot because it's it's old football maybe yeah. is that what it's supposed to be yeah so it's a football player foot an old like old old timey he, he has, has a zombie football player he has nails in his nose he has some teeth knocked out he has is, is is has a crutch and there's a big like hole can but ba- whole cans behind him right. he's carrying a hop i guess through the end zone i don't know it's really weird right. this is a can yeah so it looks
2: like a bad dream
0: yeah it it's
1: it's kind of so this label how many people listening are like ooh 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 i get it this is an homage to how they originally made it when they originally oh, the, made the football. this football you know you know electric yeah. football you might have had one, or PJ might have had one when he was a little kid. It's this little board that vibrates and the, the guys um, move around and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, when they, so 90 minute IPA and also 60 minute IPA, was, their gimmick was they were continually hopped. So, most beers, you add hops when it starts to boil, you boil it for like 45 minutes, and mm-hmm. then you add some more hops and you wait for 15 minutes and you turn off the heat and maybe add some more hops, right? So, mm-hmm. you add it like at most three different times. Well, Dogfish came up with this continually hopping thing. And their first device to con- like add hops like every minute of the whole boil, or like every thirty seconds, or every 15 seconds, who knows, but just continuously. They took this one of these electric football tables and set it up over the kettle and let it vibrate and it vibrated the hops into the kettle. So this is a pretty cool homage back to the original. I see. Okay, um, I kind
0: of get it. The original hopping
1: device
0: that they made. I mean, obviously, sort of a makeshift like thing that because you know when they scaled it up, they they didn't use that. But when they're yeah. you know first testing it, yeah, you find out what what you can to around the house to jury rig yourself up some device to do this, and and that's as good a device as any. Yeah, it does the job.
2: Nine percent APV. Yes, nine percent.
1: Uh, no, 90. this is the kind of thing where I'm going to pull out Sam's email
0: address and I'm going to say, hey, that is cool. <laughs> I really liked how you did that. 90 idea I that. mean, like, but it's, there's nothing on here to tell people anything about that story. No, so it, that's It's just an inside baseball thing, you know, it's, I like it, makes me happy. And actually, on the pictures they have of it on the the site, they have the little football thing behind it. Oh, sweet! <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: cool. They sure do. <laughs>
0: um, okay, so ninety IBU on this one, so you, you know, even up on the bitter, but also up on the malt considerably.
2: I'm getting grapefruit again. Mm-hmm. I believe this is Cascade. I
0: think this is all Cascade, if I'm not mistaken. I like this. Yeah, it
1: has kind. Of, it's it's not hot or boozy yet, but you're starting to get a little bit of like uh, sticky, refined stickiness. You know, something like that. Almost uh, that, that enhanced gravity of the whole thing, and then you're getting the kind of more. Distilled kind of hop density, also grapefruit.
0: This is closer to that mingling of sweetness Mm -hmm. that we used to call that that awful term. Um,
1: This one has kind of a scratchy back of the throat, dry hopping like like Lupulin burned thing to it. We're starting to get there to like where they have like those old school like double dry hopped, you yeah. know, like almost like gritty. You can almost see like yellow flakes of Lupulin floating in the beer kind of thing.
0: But what sticks with me is again how simple this is. It's kind of two or three flavors mm-hmm. and there's nothing much else to it. Um, it's It's got a booziness to it. It's got a, a kind of... uh. Grapefruity, Mm -hmm. slightly pithiness, and it's got this kind of direct malty sweetness, and that's kind of it. And, you know, this was sort of pioneering at the time when it came out. And now you're thinking, like.
1: It was, I mean, that whole pungency of the hops and, Mm -hmm. like, the, the, how
0: crowded it is in there. I mean, that was, that was, you know, state of the art. Yeah. And now the, the, the opinion I have is like, Oh, this is what beer used to taste like. This is what beer was fifteen years ago. This is what it was like. This was this was special 15 years ago. And now this is just like this isn't also RAN at best. Cause I'm not gonna spend in like I'm not going to choose in general to spend nine percent alcohol sobriety worth of sobriety on this beer.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. It's just not worth it. I and in, in like if you're at like, you know. Store already. Only time it's worth it is when you're going to do a throwback flight with your friends.
2: Yeah. (sighs) Or your wife.
1: You're my friend too. (laughs) Kind of my best friend. Uh
2: Ooh. Nice.
1: You're a friend with benefits.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) Medical benefits,
2: (laughs) tax benefits. Mm -hmm.
0: So, like, even more benefits than usual.
1: Yeah, I'm with you, Greg. It's it's fine. It's it's, it's not good. bad. It's good. Yeah, it's good, but it's like it's not exciting. It's just mm-hmm. average. Yeah.
2: I wouldn't go out and buy this.
1: Mm. So yeah, make begs the question, like which one of these beer like the of I will I'll well, actually no I'll save the question for the ranking part of the show because it'll directly lead into ranking. So never mind. I'll hold that back. I but, will say as an aside. Yes. Aside this.
0: I I've learned over the years not to be a about language. In fact, I'm much more open about language now and I recognize things change. But there's always those things that irk you. I, okay. I hate begs the question. Oh. Okay. Because begs the question is actually a term from philosophy when you're talking about a circular argument that's begging the question when, when you're assuming your conclusion is begging the question raises. The question is, is the oh, original term, okay. but beg the question has become that. Raises. And I, and look, as someone who recognizes language evolves and I guess, got to you know, I mm-hmm. can't like fight against it. That's stupid. Language changes. Deal with it. Right. So it, but it still irks me because when I think begs the question, I think that's, you know, that's a fallacy that but now it's become raises the question in colloquial terms, and I just have, I have to kinda of deal with that. Literally. Literally. <laughs> Irregardless <No. laughs> we'll continue.
1: Yeah, so that's ninety minute. That's ninety minute. It's fine.
0: I bet, I bet 60 Minutes better. I bet 60 Minutes better. Because I just think it, it, it's it's less with sort of the same hoppage. It's
2: kind of bitter. Yeah. it. it, it definitely I mean, bitter.
1: Yeah. It's, that's kind of why the that big, sweet, barley body to it, mm-hmm. kind of. It's like taking some a spoonful of sugar with your medicine, right? Mm-hmm. Hops were bitter, right? It's almost like an old-fashioned, right? Where that's what the sugar for the You put in the sugar to make the bourbon less, especially when they were making old fashions out of rectifier bourbon, you know, with the rusty nails and stuff Mm. like that, right? Mm. You know, the sugar was to kind of make that shitty ass bourbon taste better. So, uh, same kind of thing. You add more alcohol, which is a function of more malt to start with, which leaves you with a higher body and more sweetness in the end to balance out the 90 minutes of hops added to this thing.
2: You want the rest of
1: this? I don't. You, don't you can, have to you can pour it, it out. You can pour it out. Not gonna hurt anyone's feelings. We got plenty of beer, so
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Greg, for buying this. This is yeah, this one is of great. this is one of my old well the whole show. Yes. Yeah, so I wasn't thanking him for the Sorry. whole show. <laughs> I was thanking him specifically for this beer. This is one of my first loves in
0: like American craft beer. Like, oh,
1: like I like those guys.
0: This is something that. I have gone to, like, relatively recently. You know, like, this thing that I'll still pick up occasionally.
1: I mean, I've I've homebrewed beers to be like this beer. Um, I think it is one of the greatest porters made in the country, like, of its era, at least, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, love it, love it, love it. And, you know, the best thing to ever come out of Cleveland, Ohio. So uh, <laughs> this is the
0: Edmund Fitzgerald Porter from Great Lakes Brewing Company. We have six percent alcohol by volume, thirty-seven IBU, so not not nearly as bitter. So the Dogfaced was ninety. This is thirty-seven, dialing it way down. Mm-hmm. Um, the hops that are used are uh, Northern Brewer, that's an old one, Willamette, and Cascade, all pretty old styles of hops. Malt two row is the base, crystal seventy-seven, which is different than crystal seventy-five or crystal seventy-two. Probably some percentages. That's it's, what the number means. It's a, it's a darker, more roasted mm. uh, crystal malt. Chocolate and roasted barley. Chocolate mm. malt and roasted barley, not actual chocolate. All right. So, as you'd
1: expect, the beer pours what you'd think is black until you hold up the light yeah, and you no. get some red highlights, like when the light reflects through it off the refrigerator.
0: Immediately, that roasted barley gives your nose like a white, whoa, that's different. <laughs> it's like, that's not what we're drinking tonight. Mm-hmm. But when so, then you, you give it a chance and okay, chocolatey starts to come through.
2: Off the nose, I'm getting raisins.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's a good call. I think there, there's a there's a chocolate note. I, I think almost like a. Almost a Hershey's note. (laughs) Oh, really?
1: I was gone more like a baker's chocolate, like baker's powder kind of stuff. That's what I was
0: thinking. More of a bitter
1: chocolate than like a a sweeter
0: chocolate. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: There's a little raisiny. I think that'll probably open up as we let it aerate a little bit. And it'll probably get a little softer and a little more sweet on the nose and less of that prune, raisin kind of almost like a stringent kind of note. Mm -hmm.
2: I'm swirling this.
0: Swirl that sucker.
1: You're allowed. Try this. Try this. It gets less of the carbonation. On. Turn the glass so the you've got the liquid about an inch from the rim, and then hold it in your palm, of your hand, and then rotate the glass.
2: You taught me this
1: one. So now you're coating yeah. the glass, so you get more for aroma, and you're not working out all the bubbles. Hmm. Alright, on to the flavor So, that raisin note is still One of the first things I'm picking up in the flavor Do it And, um Not as much body as I would have Thought I would remember And My memory had like a fuller bodied beer Than this Wow Uh, It's a part of the show where Greg gets button happy
2: (laughs) She
1: Now I'm getting a little more of the chocolates. You guys can talk if you want to talk. but No, <clears throat> no. Please. I'm getting a little more okay. of the, the chocolate notes. Um, almost like um, if you made brownies but forgot to put the sugar in. You know, kind of like that mm-hmm. kind of type of flavor. Baker's chocolate. Yeah. But like also the conf- the flour and the stuff mm-hmm. kind of the filling out the body and a little bit of the flavor. Mm-hmm. So a little more than that. Yeah.
2: Still a lot of raisin. Mm-hmm.
1: There is in this bottle for sure. This one is
0: good until September, so relatively fresh. It's got a really nice balance. I love the end. It's got this sort of bittersweet chocolate thing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's not like super full, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. but I think that helps it. I think if it were really thick, like say the dogfish head was, that would kind of hurt it some. And it it helps it sort of go down that it's not like this thick molasses-like texture. Mm Mm-hmm
1: interesting. I am, I mean, I like it, but I'm like, I'm not finding it like, mmm. Like, I was expecting comfort food. Right, right. I was expecting to, to take me back and be like, yeah,
0: that's it. Well, the question is, I mean, over the time, I mean, first mm-hmm. of all, beer is an agricultural product, so it changes. Yeah. Uh, and the, it, has there been some reformulation over time for various reasons, expense-wise yeah. and otherwise? It's possible. Or is it just, you know, you Memory is a weird thing and uh, yeah we, we don't record things like computers we record things in a way that is tinged every time we remember it again. Yeah. yeah. So every time you
1: think about it you're mm-hmm. you're changing it, you're potentially changing it. Uh Holy shit that Sam Adams was tasty beer. Wasn't yes. it? Yeah. It
2: really yeah. was.
0: <laughs> yeah, that I think that's the key like we started with the Sam Adams. Maybe maybe it was cuz we started with it, but It it really did. It was like shockingly like good. It was just like, whoa, that's that's really tasty Mm -hmm. in a way that wasn't in any way offensive and was mostly like, hmm, I like this. Mm -hmm. I think the Sierra Nevada hit me pretty much the same way. Yeah, I enjoyed that, too. Uh, And then. The rest had varying degrees of success. Exactly. I don't really (laughs) feel like ranking them specifically. I don't think Uh, the
2: others are worth ranking, actually. I think it's just the. uh, Sam Adams
1: So what are we do we want to do This one
2: Whatever. This porter Well yeah. yeah I think we should I mean, Pull out
0: the okay. um, The final beer Oh okay
2: Let's do that
0: So the final beer Is a Lambic From France. I, France I think it's from France from France Belgium uh, Belgium's oh. kind of Belgium. like France <laughs> People are going to hate me for that But um, This is Lindemann's Framboise It is
2: no. You gotta use my bottle opener. Come on, I may. Also, oh. Oh. you didn't use my bottle There's a cork, There's
0: a cork in there. Um, I this was on the shelf at, at Giant Eagle. I'm curious to see because it is a green bottle, but it's not exactly hoppy. Um. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Thank you. So this is. If you've had other framboses, you're going to be surprised if you taste this, because this is not a very uh, acidic frambose. This is a very sweet beer. This is the beer that I was able to get my aunt, who hates everything even close to beer, to actually enjoy. (laughs) I told her I could find her a beer she'd like, and I I proved that I was right to her, because I gave her this, and she was like, okay, I like a beer. But it's sweet. But not in a What's that kind of wine that you get from the box that's super sweet? <laughs> what is that wine that- Barefoot?
2: Moscato? Um the barefoot Moscato or the
0: Excuse me, any of those box wines are just like terrible. Oh the terrible the frenzy sweet. is like yeah. the worst. Is mm-hmm. that the one you're mm-hmm. trying?
2: Yeah.
0: Not every wine that comes in a box is terrible. No. You do make some good stuff. No, but it used to be yeah. just yeah. like cans used to, used to signify yeah. Terrible beer. Um, boxes used to signify terrible wine. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, black box is pretty good.
0: Yeah. Now
2: mm-hmm.
0: I, I should say uh, just just recently down at um, at my parents for uh, a seder, and they had a, a family friend bring some amazing wines that were old. Like one was from like ninety seven, I think, something like that. And whoa. Mm-hmm. The difference when you're tasting this old wine is so it's like because you think you know you can get grab any fifteen dollar wine from 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 the store and it's going to be pretty decent mm-hmm. and usually that's the case but this was like a whole other level because there were like with most wines you get this sort of homogeneity. Mm-hmm. Um, this was had distinct like almost layers to it in the flavor. Oh yeah, and like you could you could tell the age had really matured it. It was so amazing. So it was like getting this. Exp- I, I was tasting this wine. like, whoa, that is fantastic. I actually got a picture of it, um, but it's not a wine you can get any you know okay. anytime. So it's, oh, I'm
2: really envious right now. But
0: yeah, no, it was he. He had another one that was like from 2003 or something. He was, yeah, it was like. He brought these two incredible wines,
2: and I was like, "Man, I missed out." What's that? I missed out. Yeah, you should yeah, have come by. Say, all
1: right. Oof. So Lindemann's from It is this red beer. <laughs> Looks like with a sour. Red, red foam
0: it smells like a sour too. Oh, it sure does.
1: So Lambics are Ooh. a sour beer, and then this one's fruited with raspberries.
2: Definitely raspberries. And
1: uh, we used to call it Framboise, because mm-hmm. we thought it was like, you pronounced it French. Because
0: it, it is F-R-A-M-B-O-I-S-E. Yeah.
1: But it, we were corrected, and Framboise is more accurate pronunciation.
2: Framboise.
0: <laughs> okay, that that is a lot more sour than I remember it. A lot more sour than I remember it. Tart. Because I remember it being really sweet and not particularly sour. This is still sweet. there's still a lot of sweetness. There's more of a fruit
1: acid tang to it. Mm-hmm. From the, I mean, it's got to be
0: like one fifth raspberry juice. Yeah. <laughs> And you can smell that on it, like mm-hmm. you can really smell, like almost a raspberry puree. Oh yeah. It,
1: I mean, the acidity kind of balances down the sweetness a little bit for me. It's still overwhelmingly that sweet is a little on the cloying side.
0: No, I uh, not for me. I'm kind of digging it.
1: All right, so I'm, I mean, full disclosure, I probably am a little traumatized by this beer. Oh <laughs> really. <laughs>
0: Since, well it's my ex loved it
1: so oh. so I'd probably have a bit of a triggering thing here with okay it, so.
0: yeah I mean I can understand that say psychology plays a role mm-hmm. um but if you can separate yourself out from that you know make yourself she's, she's have hard kind of time being honest with this beer now I, just, yeah. I shouldn't have said that <laughs> make make yourself Buddha take away all of the all of that <laughs> earthly stuff and just think about Where what it go? is in your glass
2: just you have "Let It Go."
0: Let it. I don't, but I. Mm. Let it go. Let's see.
2: Let it go. I'm not going to start singing. Like I don't know. I think that just made it worse. <laughs> let it go. I'm even more traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I would not buy this i i think as a
0: as a show ender i like it a lot oh. as a as a like dessert beer i want to i want to literally put some ice cream in it yeah, yeah. <laughs> i want to reduce this down and and make it into a sauce this would be amazing as like a, a as a vinaigrette mm-hmm.
2: oh oh but it would be really good on waffles <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on man no doubt <laughs>
1: Yeah, liege waffles. Yes, waffles. waffles with Frambo's syrup mm-hmm. on it. There
2: you Fuck go.
0: Yeah. Heck, I like it. I I now I've had their straight lambic and mm-hmm. it is almost like vinegar. It it <laughs> it is really sour. This has a lot of sweetness. This has a lot of sugar in it. Mm-hmm. Like
1: I do have a bottle of the St. Louis uh, Lambic downstairs. So, I don't know. So I'm going like, to go crazy tonight. I be. mean, I'm not against going crazy. I mean, we have also have, And I also have some homemade kombucha in the fridge.
2: Oh, and if you want sour.
0: Okay. Okay. That may be a post-show thing, but I'd yep. up for it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, yeah, okay. Lindeman's Framboise. So, what are you thinking?
2: All right. Well, While Jeff leaves, I wish I didn't know that backstory. <laughs> Sorry. Because that definitely changed my opinion. So it's hard. All right. I actually like it. It's. I mean, I don't love it. Yeah, it's not. It's not my
0: favorite beer by any means.
2: Yeah. So, like I said, I wouldn't go buy it. Just mm-hmm. because it was on the shelf, I'm like, "Oh yes, I must have." No, I don't think I would do that. Definitely wouldn't do that because, well, the backstory. Yeah, but <laughs> I would put this on French vanilla ice cream. Mm-hmm.
0: And and just drinking and this make with, a float. With, drinking this with some pancakes would be amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Um. Or or a chocolate cake.
2: Oh. Chocolate cake infused with this mm-hmm come on, yeah we must do it
0: yeah no i am I'm, I'm totally up for it one of the things that was really fun about going down uh, to my parents was um I made a lot of, I, I did a lot of dishes and it was my first time really just for the the first time I really was able to just play in the kitchen I didn't do any recipes I just went for what I what I knew about food, what I knew about flavors and just sort of went for it. Mm -hmm. And almost every single one of my dishes was awesome. Uh, the only thing that I think the brisket turned would have been better had it not kind of dried out in the oven, which I didn't realize Mm -hmm. was happening. It it sort of, it was in there for too long, but, um, everything I did, including I made, I made like a version of steak Diane night before, which was really, it's just sort of steak in a, in a kind of creamy gravy sauce. And, uh, I just sort of kind of like winged it and everything. I just sort of I didn't do any recipe, just sort of winging it. At. Mm-hmm. It was so good. It was, and it was fun to just like, yeah, not following recipes here. I think I looked up one just to be like, okay, am I sort of on the right track? Yeah. Okay. And did my own take on it. Um, And that was, it was really fun to do that. And like, they brought out some salmon at the end of, like the end of the meal. And I was like, okay, yeah. uh, Can I do a quick salmon preparation? Yeah. I'll throw something together. So, it was cool to just be able to um, to do that. So I, I had a great time. Nice. But uh, yeah, so I love like it's funny because you know a year ago, even a year ago, I would have been like, okay, I gotta consult some recipes and figure something out. Now I'm just like, no, 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 I know what flavors work, mm-hmm. and I I made sure before I went there to buy like I bought miso, <laughs> at the store. I bought some fish sauce. I bought uh, some gochujang, which I didn't end up using, but I I made sure my parents had it in there. So I could always get some of that fermented funk whenever I needed Mm -hmm. to sort of elevate stuff. And I I just got some, some nice herbs from from the market and uh, having those available and then just figuring things out. It was so much fun.
2: So we were recently at the grocery store together and, uh, I was like, ah, oh, matzo ball soup. I haven't made matzo ball soup mm-hmm. in thirty, well, twenty-nine years. Yeah. I used to make some amazing matzo ball soup. I'd like to and try some, yeah. no, I don't even I don't even know if I know how to make it anymore. It's been that long. Mm-hmm. But Jeff said, I bet Greg makes a great matzo ball soup.
0: Now I I haven't not made it. In no. fact, uh, now, I can make a great soup. No question about it. I can make a great chicken soup. The matzo balls, I've never actually made. Really? Um, but, I mean, it's just sort of egg and matzo and some spices and... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What, what else is there? There's chicken, right? There's chicken yeah. in there. So, Carrots. So I think the trick, though, is if you really pulverize the chicken, you would create a protein structure that would really homogenize everything really well. I forget what the protein is called, but there's, there's a protein in there that it's the thing that makes it so that if you make a burger with, um, if you make a burger, it can really tighten things up too much. We're doing this, right? Yeah. If you Make a burger, it can really tighten things up too much. But if you really over tighten it, that's actually sort of what you want. And you can almost do it to the point where you don't need matzah in mm-hmm. there. You don't need any bread or crumb in there to But cook I
2: love it. the mozzarella.
0: But yeah, I mean like but I'm just thinking about if I were to apply what I know culinarily, I would pulverize that chicken. Really nail it in the food processor. And then add the other stuff. And then cook it. And I'd love to see what that does to the texture. Yeah. Because that's sort of like what you do for those um those Asian, those they called lion's head uh
2: meatballs. Or
0: they're, they're like pork, but pork that's just pulverized.
2: Well, so this we're beer, gonna have to make some matzo ball soup soon. I'd be happy
1: to. Saint Louis, fond tradition. Mm. Uh, he's, uh,
0: he's, he's, uh, he's, he's, I believe it's a guza, G is E U G U E. G U E U Z E. U Z. U Z. U Z.
1: So, this is just straight up sour beer. Mm. Like old school. Yeah. Spontaneously fermented in cool ships. Bronzish in color. In Oof. dusty ass monasteries in Belgium.
2: Where
0: would you get this? I got this at Vintage Estates. Did we? Uh did you stay that that was the big one when we could woop, woop. sorry uh what's the best i can get uh pop yeah no right i mean that's like am i am i smelling malt vinegar
2: smells like a Ooh. Really old, dirty what? basement.
1: <laughs> that is that is like dry rock garden hose.
2: <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. See,
1: my sip was like.
0: Oh, plastic. you already sipped like, it. Like
1: all phenolic and plastic and garden hose. No, not um, at all for
0: me. I. I'm no, scared. this is. I mean, this is sour. And it is but it it's Lambic. Ooh. It and it's got it's a big girl beer. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the aftertaste is this very sort of Belgian mm-hmm. kind of thing with a sour note, but it's it's this sweet Belgian thing. Yeah, it has this kind of like
1: like funky oak like yeasty mm-hmm. funky oak yeah and um, i like this i'm digging the hell a, out of
2: this it's actually smooth yeah uh, for a sour beer so we beer, just took this out of the fridge smooth. so i'm doing the mm-hmm. massive hand i yeah. here
1: trying to get this thing up to like 56 degrees as fast as i can
2: <laughs> and i'm gonna take a three minute break
1: three minutes you're on While the clock
2: warm up the beer you
1: are on the clock mm. Go,
0: now this okay. is this is really this is really good this this is this is sort of reminding me of the first time I had a a, a pure he's,
2: he's
0: um which I believe was in Japan or it was the first time I, 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 I found one and um it was like so it, this was like so vinegary. I think this it was like this, but I wasn't mm-hmm. Yeah, so this isn't really
1: hitting it. me like vinegar, right? Let's let's dig into that.
0: No, 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 but like yeah. I, I think that my, my pal at the time. Yeah, was like it's, oh, it's, it's, it's more
1: a, of a lactic funk, right? It's a little more um, sharp than vinegar. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a little more
0: stone and um, dusty. Yeah, I guess there's a little bit of a sort of limestoney type thing there. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So I should look this up. Which one is this? this is this is the oh. Falangion? Fond
1: tradition. Use Lambic.
0: Unfiltered Belgian ale. Ah, hey, the first note comes from, the first link comes from Beer Advocate. How about that? Haven't looked at that one in a long time. And the second, and the one, two, the fourth one is from (laughs) Lambic.info, which is a site apparently. 5% Yeah, five percent alcohol by volume. It's a blend of young and old, spontaneously fermented beers. No, I've warmed it up.
2: Spontaneously fermented. What does that mean?
0: That means mm-hmm. that instead of pitching yeast, you sort of you you make the you do all the boiling get the malt and stuff in there, and then you sort of let it sit and let it get its bacteria and yeast from the, the terroir. naturally the terroir. Terroir, I believe but it, you. But it, it's like.
1: You know, wine gets its terroir from mm-hmm. the grapes and the soil the grapes mm-hmm. grew in and stuff. Uh, Belgian spontaneous fermented beers get their terroir from the yeast that are floating in the air in the monastery or the brewery, the, the Seine Valley. Yeah, you get those old
0: places Belgium. that like covered in cobwebs, but they don't try to clean it because oh, they yeah. want they don't they don't clean the place
1: because it's it's the right blend to make delicious beer, and they've been doing it for five hundred years.
0: I mean, you clean so, spills and stuff like that, but you don't like you don't clean out the cobwebs and stuff from there because that, that's see. that's all the where all the you know stuff get all the bacteria and yeast and stuff mm-hmm. gather. So it's, you're spontaneously fermenting it because you're not adding something different. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. it, like, what
1: fermented this beer is Saccharomyces cerevisiae floating in the air, um, Brettanomyces, um, probably some lactobacillus, maybe a little pediococcus, um, okay, all our little friends. All the friends, all our little friends, good friends, happy good. little friends.
2: All right, cheers! Cheers!
1: If we go up to Allegash and we go to Maine, mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna have to try to set up like the behind-the-scenes tour there because they have a they have a building with a cool ship in it where they do their spontaneously fermented beers, and it's when the beer is still hot instead of cooling it down. So when you normally make beer. Right, you boil it and you do the boily things. Right. And then you want to kind of cool it as fast as possible. And then you put it into the fermenter and you add the yeast. And mm-hmm. you add a lot of yeast so they outcompete any other critters that, any other unfriendly friends right. that might be in the beer. Because when you're running a brewery, you only want your hired hands sure. affecting the flavor of the beer. You know right. The yeasties you bought, right? not the yeasties that are mm-hmm. around. But when you want to do a spontaneous beer... You don't use the hired hands. You use the the volunteers. And so you pump the beer while it's still hot into these. They believe they're stainless steel with algash. But they're these large trays, only a few inches deep, many feet across, many feet wide, in a room with louvers and windows open. So the wind blows in, blows out, and all your little volunteers fall into the beer. And they start eating that delicious hot beer.
0: And Because hmm. when you think about it, what you make when you, when, you are, when you do the mash part of beer is you're making a sugar water slurry that all of these little bugs are going to love. And that's why you want to cool it down as quickly as possible and then pitch your yeast in and then slam it closed so that nothing else can get right. in. Because that is a breeding ground for almost anything that wants it. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's pure food for and, microbes. And really whatever makes the
1: dominant strain in the thing that first wins, you yeah. know, like mostly they, they can work in phases at different pHs and things like that. But you really want to keep it clean and you want your desired yeasts to be like a billion to one over everything else, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah.
2: I really like this. This yeah? is fantastic. Awesome. <laughs> this is fantastic.
0: This is wonderful. There is so much, complexity here
2: mm-hmm.
0: i'm getting
1: like a washed rind mm-hmm. cheese aroma off the thing now I'm stinky cheese
2: cherry mm. mm-hmm.
1: oh yeah oh yeah like if i'm thinking about it like um tart cherries like mm-hmm. not sugar right added, off but just the tart tree cherries. yeah just totally it's a huge cherry flavor mm-hmm. it has that kind of cherry skin flavor like with the yeast yeah. on it still you know a little bit of that pit, like when you're like kind of sucking on the pits and stuff, you get a little bit of that woodiness too.
2: Yeah,
0: I'm getting some of these. um
1: And to be clear, this isn't a cerise or anything. There's no cherries added to this. It's a straight up guza. Right. Yuza. It's just uh, the cherry just, flavors, or
0: yeah, to come from from there. But I'm getting these uh, these these uh,
1: nuts. <laughs> just like. Soundboard bombed yourself.
0: I just, well, you didn't have me loud enough <laughs> uh, to make it work. Sorry, let me try again.
1: all right, uh, you're getting these I'm getting these,
0: these uh these uh, uh these nuts <laughs> comedy is so much better when you try again yes <laughs> good, thing good thing we're not the
1: juvenile over your podcast. <laughs>
0: What, you guys didn't like it? (laughs) There you go. Thank you. Do it. (laughs)
1: That's yummy, yummy. (laughs)
0: It really is. It really is. It's really good. This is. is So I I think that the the, the standouts from the show is if you get a chance, get the St. Louis and try Boston Lager again.
2: Yeah, for sure. You
0: know, check that out because that was not at all bad and really pretty damn good. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I don't really have a second song. Do you guys have a second song you want to play to, to, to end with? Uh, uh, I guess we'll just go back to, yeah. to- do it. Do it. Do it.
1: Thanks, everyone, for listening to Craft Beer Radio. Uh, we're getting back into it. And uh, this was fun doing this all these good. old throwback beers. Mm-hmm. This was cool. So, yeah,
0: Craft Beer Radio, blah, What blah. do you guys
1: think about this mic, by the way? It's a sexy mic.
0: Pretty good, right? I mean, as long as you point it the right way. Yeah, yeah. we're
1: going to have to get a setup where you can
0: like actually it. clamp it
1: on where it's like directly yeah. in front of you off to the, instead of you having to look at the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe that corner oh, yeah. would be a good one to clamp it on to. Are more, Maybe. There's Maybe a little more clampage on the corners.
0: Anyway, we're going to uh,
2: turn this into a studio, right?
0: Yeah, just get rid of the kitchen. Yeah.
2: Well, well, I mean, like no, we, we it's could it's
0: put a, up like a, a divider wall yeah. that has like some. Mm. some well, uh,
2: you know, the last of the the offspring. Uh, oh, that's just just true. That's true. End. You have a, you at have least a temporarily. We, so could we could turn her bedroom into a studio, at least be temporarily. Dope. Anyway,
1: It'd be dope. Dope. Put her bed out in the yard. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks, everyone. Uh, starting to get into the like, I'm starting to crave this fucking thing. Like, like we got to get the show. <laughs> no, we got to do a show. Like, so I that's guess fun. we're in for another. Uh,
0: we're starting warriors. again. I mean, look, it, this is le- this is not so much an experiment anymore. Like, it's not so much a hey, this will be fun anymore, as much as it is okay. We're trying to find our groove.
2: We're back. We're back. And plus
0: one. Plus one.
1: And just as irrelevant as before.